Hi there, my name is Vanessa and I live in Boise, Idaho. I've been following Shalene for over 10 years. I was first introduced to her with Shalene Extreme, which is still my soulmate workout. I just finished listening to episode 493, The Truth About Common Fitness Myths. And Shalene, I just have to say thank you so much for all of the gold nuggets that you freely give to your audience. I just really appreciate you for the woman that you are. You have been a huge mentor in my life. You're my BFF, my fitness inspiration, my business advisor. I also listen to Build Your Tribe, and I've taken so many great things from that. You're also my sister in Christ, and you've been a huge mother figure for me in my life, and just a great example of how I want to raise my daughter, who is now three, and just seeing yours and Brett's marriage. It gives me hope in my marriage as well. Again, thank you so much. I just look forward to listening to all of your podcast and following you on social media. Hey there, welcome to this edition of The Shalene Show. It's Car Smart Friday and today we're going to take a joy ride. So put your seatbelt on. Here we go. Welcome to The Shalene Show. Shalene is a New York Times bestselling author, celebrity fitness trainer, and obsessed with helping you live your dream life. All right. So if you follow me on social media, you know I recently returned from a fantastic girls trip. And this is an annual trip I take and have been doing so for I don't know how many years, countless years now. Didn't do it as often when the kids were young. So we'll talk about that in a moment. But whenever I take this trip and people see the relationship, you know, of course, it's social media, it's highlights, right? So I tend to show the things that I think are really funny and interesting and exciting and playful. But there's a true connection and bond. And there are serious moments when we take these girls trips and I get messages from you that are really interesting. Either people say it's so amazing. I, I have friends that I consider lifelong friends and I have this connection and it's so great to see that you do too and it's so rewarding. But I would say the majority of comments are from people, from women in particular. I don't know if guys need relationships the same way women do. I think they do, but maybe in not quite the same way women do. So today I'm really talking about in general the need for friendships and how important that is. But the overwhelming majority of comments that I get is from people who say, I don't have these kind of relationships. I don't have these types of friends and I wish that I did. Or I get comments from people that say, I just, I don't know that I have the time or that I trust women or that I even desire these things because I have never experienced what it is it looks like you have. So I want to talk about this. I want to break it down for you. And it's important to have it on The Shalene Show because we underestimate and undervalue the significance and the significant role that our friendships and community play on both our physical and our mental health. If you look at the components of health, y'all know it's far more than just what you eat and how you exercise. It's your relationships. When your relationships are in disarray, 
you know that you can feel the stress you can feel how difficult it is to relax and to let go and to feel calm when you're in a bad place with the person you love in particular you can feel that stress and it takes a toll on your immune system on your sleep everything now you know that but did you realize that by having community and friendships you give yourself all of the benefits that you know you feel when things are running smoothly between you and your significant other or your love relationships your relationships with the people who are not your love interest but your friends and family the people that matter to you those things have a major impact on your health by having close relationships especially with friends you're giving yourself a form of meditation a form of restoration a way to reboot a way to refuel and i posted something on on instagram and i meant it like feeling guilty about recharging or resting or doing a reboot or spending time with your friends makes about as much sense as it does to feel guilty about the fact that you have to stop to fill your car up with gas you don't feel guilty about that you know it's a necessity and you know that it's not okay to run out of gas that's irresponsible so why do we think that somehow we are more invincible than a machine why do we think we're better than a machine why do we think that we're somehow able to run on this limitless amount of energy without ever giving thought or time or planning to refueling and that's what close friendships can be for you now before i go much further i want to address those of you because i asked today like how come you're not doing this how come you don't have a close group of friends and i want to address the most common objections that i heard today number 1 my kids are small my husband and my children need me so i can't really take the time away that's valid that's fair and to be honest when my kids were little i didn't ever take a girls trip however a girls trip is kind of the term we're going to use for what it is i'm talking about but it's a connection and i always had those deep connections i always had that reboot which might come in the form of a 2 hour extended workout slash let's go get coffee or a smoothie afterwards with my girlfriends even when the kids were little because i knew i needed it because it made me a better mother because it refueled me and yeah we didn't have a lot of money then we didn't have a lot of time my priorities weren't ever to be away from my children so i didn't take trips but i always gave myself a couple of hours now if you're not able to do a couple of hours there's something going on there and it's not healthy for you it's not healthy for your significant other your partner your husband or wife and it's certainly not healthy for your children you owe it to them to break away it is no different from trying to drive a car that's on empty the next common objection i got was well i don't trust women i don't have women in my life who i can share with or be vulnerable with to which i say that my friend is a decision and a choice what is it about you that doesn't trust them what is it about you that's attracting the wrong kind of women or friends i should say that's the first question 
you have to answer. And the second thing you have to look at is the story that you're telling yourself because what it is you believe becomes your reality, right? We create our own realities. One person actually commented to me, I don't have any close girlfriends because I'm not likable. And that is true. And I know that sounds harsh, but it is true because she's made it true. If you believe you're unlikable, you have created your own truth, regardless of what I tell her or, you know, what someone else might see as a reality. If that's what this woman believes to be her truth, it is her truth. And I'm asking you right now to think about the the things that you think are standing in your way of having. And I'm not saying like a big group of like 10 or 12 or 20 friends. I'm just saying like two or three. That's all like literally two or three. I want you to have more than one, but sometimes you have to start with one, right? But you need two or three. And if you don't have two or three girlfriends, like if you only have one, that's just, that's too much. You know, I mean, that's too much pressure on that one person. It's, you'll become too dependent, too needy. You need two or three. And that's it, like for a lifetime. You can build on it, and I hope that you will, but I think a lot of people think, well, gosh, I just don't have many friends because they assume you're supposed to have dozens, and I don't know that that's necessarily true. I certainly have a lot of people who I'm friends with, but when it comes to like the people who I would trust with my life, those have taken a long time to develop those kinds of friendships. But the point is, if you don't have any close friendships, you need to first, like, just take a look at yourself and go like, okay, what is it about me that is pushing these people away or isn't attracting them? What is my role in this scenario? If you're someone who's like, oh, women are catty or they're competitive, you're just looking for the wrong kind of friends. And there's something about you then that's not seeing the quality women because they're out there. Maybe you're looking for the wrong things. Maybe you're missing it because you're looking at what they look like or where they live or how much money they have. And those types of qualities are, in my opinion, irrelevant. They're not nearly as significant as character traits. Now, frankly, I will say this. The character traits I'm looking for in friends, they tend to produce really successful, confident women. And so, yeah, they do have a lot of things in common, but let's get back to your objections. Other objections I heard was that I don't have the money to get away and spend time with girls. You don't need money to do this, y'all. You don't need money and you don't need time. Well, you need a little bit of time, but you don't have to spend like two or three days away. You literally can start creating this group by pulling two to three women together and saying, Hey girls, let's get together and do like girls night out via Skype via Zoom and we'll have an adult beverage or not, you know, maybe you'll do a a healthy hot chocolate, whatever it is, that's up to you. But let's get together and let's do this like once a month or once every six months where the three of us can like just, we can get on Skype and we'll schedule it where we don't have the kids crawling all over us. You know, the house is alone or at least I've got time in my bedroom where my husband's going to watch the kids or my wife is you know, it tends to be that women are going to do this. So I don't know why I'm trying to make this like the guys, the guys just don't do this stuff. And I'm sorry if I'm offending you fellas, but my fellows out there who are still listening right now, I hope that you'll give this space to your wife or your girlfriend, because I think we really need it. 
when I say give them that space, like to encourage it and to say, you know, take a couple of hours and take a bubble bath and then have your time on online. And you don't have to travel. You don't have to spend money. You don't have to be near each other. That was the other thing. People like, I don't have anyone in my town. The trip that I just got back from, only three of us out of the 11 live near each other. And even, you know, like my one of my best friends in the whole world, Monica, she only lives like 25, 30 minutes away. But it's just far enough that with kids, I never see her. We never see each other unless we were specifically planning something to do together, right? Because it's 30 minutes, is that's an hour of travel. Just, you know what I mean? Round trip. So that's not what makes people close. Proximity has nothing to do with the connection you feel with other people. Connection comes via communication. And communication is a two-way street. I want you to look for quality people who, listen to me closely, will open up to you and you feel safe opening up to them. One woman replied to me today, I'm a good listener. I always listen and I'm not real outgoing. I'm not one to like talk about my issues or etc. But when my girls get together, all of my friends, etc., I'm a really good listener. And I shot back to her some real honest feedback and I said, you know, we have a couple of ladies in our group who are like that too. They don't share. And if I can be honest, it's hard to connect with them because they're sharing things that are just barely on the surface. Do you know what I mean? Like not really going there. And I don't know why that is, but I can tell you that being on the other end of it, being with someone who's there as an observer or a listener, it's, and we all need to be great listeners. But if you are the type of friend who's only listening and never truly being vulnerable, you're sending the message to your friends, you ready for this? That you don't trust them and that you aren't willing to let them know who you really are. It's inauthentic. And maybe you're doing it for other reasons. Maybe you're like, I just don't want to burden other people. I don't want to bring people down. Or maybe you're afraid to reveal your vulnerable side because of it's scary and you're afraid of rejection or you're afraid of judgment. But again, then that says you don't trust the people that you're with. If you think the people who love you and the people you're calling your close friends, if you think that they're going to judge you or reject you, that means you don't trust them. That's what you're telling them by not going there. Or it may just be that you aren't even acknowledging to yourself what's really going on in your life. And when I get together with this group, you know, this trip was a little bit different, but normally we spend a lot of time talking about those things and knowing this is our time to do that. And it won't be repeated and no one will be judged. And it's a safe place for us to do this. Maybe it's the only place for us to do this. And it doesn't mean that we're a Debbie Downer. It doesn't mean that it's all about us. It just means like we're sharing and sharing means going back and forth. Now, conversely, if you're the type of friend who there's always an issue and you're always going to your friends with, you know, the major drama and now it's this and now I'm and now this person and that family member and this is going on at work and there's always something. Take a look at that. Like, that's not cute either. 
It's not cute to be a full-blown taker. It's not cute to be just an observer. The best relationships are the ones where it's give and take. Okay, back to you having this group of people. Here's how you start it. One person at a time. And you already have that person, I bet, who meets your qualifications. I'm going to share with you my, you know, when I think about my qualifications, like the first person who comes to mind really is my sister. So here's what bonds this particular group. And by the way, you're going to develop these groups. The older you are, I think the more clarity you have around what it is you're looking for in relationships. And you might have more than one group. You might have like a very tight group of gals that you connect with at your church or through fitness or at work, whatever. But this group that I spend time with that I just came back from, they all have, with rare exception, a true passion for fitness. Every single one of them. Their faith and their integrity and their values are really important. They have a big, huge sense of humor. Like they all are funny in their own way or they like have a great sense of humor and they get it, if you know what I mean. Every one of them loves to dance. Every one of them is a business owner. Almost every one of them. There's a few who I question their willingness to go deep. But again, most of them, they're willing to go there. I think almost all of them are what I like to call outgoing introverts because, you know, like this is a quality that it's nice to be around other people who are that way, who are like, yeah, let's all get together. Okay, y'all need to step away and give me my minute. You know, if you're with someone who's like an extrovert all the time, they don't understand that you need some time away. All these girls need a little bit of time alone. They're all very confident women. Zero drama. If I have someone who's like a friend, and I have some friends and acquaintances, females who, they're the type of like, oh, I don't know what it is, but people are always hurting me, or this person really hurts my feelings. I just, I can love that person, but I can't love them on the same level. Please don't take this personal, but I would not be able to hang out with you on the regular. Because those kind of people are so, in my opinion, they're victims. Like, I don't know, they just hurt my feelings and they're not, uh, I just can't. It means like you're so dependent and needy that you're allowing how someone else treats you to define you. Someone can't hurt you unless you've given them permission to. Now, someone can do something that's hurtful or unkind or thoughtless, but you can't hurt me. You know what I'm saying? Like that's a decision that you give someone permission to do. So by zero drama tolerate, and I don't want to spend time with people who are like, is there a reason why you didn't sit by me at dinner? Oh gosh, that's probably another reason why I could ever be on a reality TV show. These women are authentic. They don't try. Do you know what I mean? Like they really just are who they are. They don't have anything to prove to anyone. They all happen to be moms. And this is a list, by the way, you should create your own list. And when I think about these commonalities, these are the kinds of things, when you think about the kind of people that you just feel super comfortable around and enjoy being around, make that list. And you should probably include some things that you don't like being around. These are women that like love to entertain people like by making people laugh or dancing or whatever. They've got a desire to be better. Like, so they have a growth mindset. They're honest, they're loyal. They love high heels. They're very trustworthy. We're all about the same age-ish. They're very kind. They're down for anything. Like, okay, let's try it. Let's go for it. Let's do it. 
and they're just addicted to laughing. So that's my list of these women who I've added kind of like one at a time. So it started off with me and my sister and my girlfriend, Jen, who my sister and I have known since high school. And then my girlfriend, Monica, who I met like first person I ever met when I moved to Southern California. Right. And that was our first group of four. And then each year, you know, we kind of added a new person and then added a new person. And I'm the common denominator with this group because it's the group that I've assembled. And each one of them probably has their own little group, like, you know, a group of girlfriends from their high school, like whatever. But like, this is a group that I've carefully curated. And most of them, it is either it's from fitness that we've got to know each other, but we've known each other for 20, 30 years, some of us. And yeah, there's some girls that kind of come in and out of it for one reason or another, usually like it's just availability. But there's been times where I'm like, you know what? I think this gal would gel super like amazingly with this group. And for whatever reason, they were missing a couple of these like key components that make, you know, they're still an awesome person, but it just changed the vibe a little bit, right? Like maybe they didn't have kids and that's not like a negative thing. It just, it's like, gosh, if you have a whole group of like, you know, 10 girls and maybe one doesn't have kids, it's just different. That's all the same way. It would be different if like there were 10 girls together and none of them had kids and one showed up that does have six kids. Like, you know, it's kind of hard to relate to her. That's all. It's just about a relatability and of truly letting down your guard. Or maybe we've invited someone who's like a lot younger. Well, you know, it's kind of hard to relate to someone who's like dating and fresh out of college when, you know, your kids are just now going off to college. You know what I mean? Or maybe we've invited someone we thought they were, you know, the right mix. And we just found, you know, gosh, when we all got in that group, they became really kind of I'm making these things up, by the way. So don't try to be like, oh, was that so-and-so or so-and-so? No, no, don't even try. I'm just saying like these things could happen where you invite someone, you're like, oh, wow, they really are very insecure when there's a group of girls and it became them being self-deprecating the whole time and that got really uncomfortable or maybe this person has like really strange food rules and that got really uncomfortable for everybody or maybe this person, you know, we were constantly worried about hurting their feelings and that threw off the vibe of the group. So that's why I always recommend bringing like one person at a time and again, don't make this a big deal like, hey, this is the girl gang and this is your tryout. It's not about that. It's like just something in your head that you're putting together this group so that everyone feels enriched by the experience. And again, it doesn't have to be something in person. You can do this. You can schedule a Skype call once every six months. Start by creating connections. You know, what we do is we stay in contact via group text. And I know there's lots of apps that do this too, but you know, it's just easier to do a group text on your phone. And we stay in touch probably every other day something's going on in that group text like it's either something funny or we rely on each other for support we encourage each other we banter we offer advice you know all of these things really improve your life like when you have women even if they're all around the country but you have this closeness it's not about proximity it's about communication that can be such a powerful empowering way to improve your health. So lastly, I want to say this, the right group of friends is not something that just happens. It's not about the people that are in your town or how small your town is or how many people you know. It's about a decision. It's about deciding if you want to curate that. Maybe you don't need it or you think you don't. 
but it's really, it's one relationship at a time. It's adding one relationship at a time. So stop waiting for your girl gang to show up or for you to get a, you know, a knock on the door like, hey, do you want to be a part of our crew? Or like, you know, seeing this group and you want to be a part of it. Like you already know all of the right women. You know, at least two of them. And that's all you need. So be the one that brings them together. Be the person who starts this tradition. Okay. And now just a word to those of you who are my planners and my organizers. And you might not be that planner or that organizer. You might need to find that person. I don't think this is everyone's strength, but you know who you are. If you are that planner, that organizer, the person who likes to bring people together and curate these types of things and you're the person who plans the party, you're the person who calls the friend back, you're the person who says, hey, we should get together. I need you to not ever be resentful about the fact that it's always you, okay? So enough with your martyrdom, enough with your, well, why can't they ever be the one? Simmer down now. And I can talk to you straight like that because I've had that bad attitude before too. So I know where that comes from. But here's the deal. Here's what really changed my thinking about all of this. God has a purpose for all of us. And it's not my purpose, it's his purpose. And I hope that he will use me in that way. And one of the ways that he has been able to use me is by giving me that gift. How dare I be resentful that I have this gift and others don't have that gift. My gift, I can get people together. I can rally troops. I can see what's good for people and get them excited about that. I'm good at the planning. I'm good at the hype. I'm good at those things. It's a gift that God's given me. And for me to be resentful that somebody, and I used to do that. I used to be like, you know, this is really rude. Why do I always have to plan this? Why are they complaining about this or that? Or why isn't anyone else doing this? How come I never get invited? How come no one ever calls me? Blah, blah, blah. Martyr, martyr, martyr. And then I had to like have a come to Jesus moment and go like, first of all, I like being in control. I like making the plans. I kind of hate having to do somebody else's thing because I am a know-it-all and I like to think that like, oh, I know what, how we could have done this better or, or whatever. And so I had to like just realize like, okay, stop being a martyr and be thankful that you have this gift and that God is using you in this way. How about dem apples? So girl, if that's you, just plan the trip. Don't worry about whether everyone can go. Don't worry that some people aren't going to like it. Don't worry that some people are going to complain. Don't worry that no one else is ever going to step up and do it. So what? It is your gift and it is a gift and you should use it. And to those of you who think, you know, I can't find those women, open up your freaking eyes. And if you don't have those women in your life, then you need to become the kind of woman that attracts that kind of woman. Boom. Yeah, if you can't see them, if they're not around you, then girlfriend, it's because you haven't become what's going to draw them to you. Be stronger, be bolder, be authentic, be confident, work on yourself and just wait and see who shows up. Well, I listen, I already know you're working on yourself because that's why you're listening to a podcast. So do me a favor. I want you to send this episode to just a random group, like, you know, whether that's two other gals or 15 other gals and say, okay, so you know, I am planning a trip and you're one of the people I have on my mind. And I just want you to listen to this episode because it is about refueling, rebooting, 
and recharging. And I'm really excited. More details to come. Will you do that for me? Okay, good. I knew you would. That's awesome. And then you just got to plan it. And if no one else can go or no one else can meet up again, remember, you can do this via Zoom. You can do a, a video conference. You can do it just, you can just start with a group chat, but you need to start this today because it's all about your health. And I love you. I mean it. And I'll talk to you soon. Hi, this is Brooke Powers, Vice President at Smart Life. And I wanted to tell you about one of my favorite products that we have. It's our push journal. And we created the push journal because we know that you want to be making progress towards your goals. And in order to do that, you need a better system to hold yourself accountable. The problem is you've tried countless planners and journals and nothing seems to stick, let alone be effective, which I'm sure can make you feel defeated. We believe it shouldn't be a burden to keep track of your productivity and hit your goals. We understand that motivation, organization, and sticking to a routine can be a struggle. We've motivated and helped thousands of people to identify and set goals and stay focused on daily tasks that increase productivity that actually help you hit your goals. Does this sound like you? This is all you need to do. Go to pushjournal.com and order your push journal set. While you're waiting for your journals, Download the instruction booklet at pushjournal.com to get an early start on setting your push goal and to get a little taste of how the system works. Stop wasting money on goal setting journals or programs that don't stick long term. Instead, find confidence in using a push journal for life. Trust me, you'll be addicted just like me.